SuperiorSpiderTalk.com presents Ultimate Spin. What's up, true believers? Welcome to The Ultimate Spin, the first and only podcast on the internet following the adventures of Miles Morales and Spider-Gwen Stacy. In this episode, we'll be covering our thoughts on Marvel's Secret Wars event, Miles' appearance in Free Comic Book Day's all-new, all-different Avengers, and our review of Spider-Gwen number 4. We'll also be answering your questions, listening to some feedback on the conclusion of the Miles series, and announcing a special giveaway contest that we're excited to tell you guys about. Visit us over at ultimatespinpodcast.com, where you can send us some feedback, find links to our social media pages, read show notes, and stream or download our earlier episodes. But for now, get ready for a fun and drama-ridden episode from a show that critics are calling Real and Intelligent. It's time for The Ultimate Spin. Here we are on the other side. Miles Morales has ended with issue 12, and now what? Stuff happens. Stuff happens. Well, we uh, one of the things that came up was uh, Comic Book Resources had an article reporting from C2E2. I don't know if it was a misquote or what, but they described the Spider-Gwen series as a miniseries and, you know, trying to figure out what there were plans for after the miniseries ends. So it was like, this is ending already? I mean, yeah. I mean, like, it gained lots of popularity. I mean, I didn't expect it to last, considering it's like the only book in a line of a universe that's barely established but i thought we would get like a at least like a 12 issue thing like miles had going on the follow-up quote with jason latour there are definitely plans they have plans to continue Mm -hmm. but i guess they just kind of have to put things on hold while you know something else apparently something else is happening in the marvel universe i don't know if you guys were aware of this uh, yeah, it's something called like secret wars i read that off my palm I think it's um, there's a crisis. I, I, thought, I thought it was called Crisis on Infinite Marvels. <laughs> this is some some wishy washy event. I mean, no, nothing major. Nothing, nothing major. Gonna, nothing that's going to cancel every book in the line. Did you, you know? guys? Did you guys look at the Free Comic Book Day Zero issue or even the Secret Wars one that dropped this week? I checked out both. And and what did you think? Zero seemed kind of interesting. I liked the whole Future Foundation kind of teaming up to do stuff um that like that was that was that was cool and interesting but i swear to god secret wars number one had almost zero dialogue it was just entirely stuff exploding and people screaming and like <laughs> stuff is happening, stuff is happening. Stuff. 4.99 <laughs> right like it was just wasn't like with at least with an issue number one you kind of have to draw people in to make them want to read number two um, and then I checked out number one and I was like, okay, where is this going entirely? Because as far as I can tell, everyone is dead. Um, everything is exploding. So like, what is Battleworld exactly? Is it just the remains of a giant exploded universe or like, like nothing was established. And like, it, was, it, was, it was almost funny because everything was just exploding and like so much action to the end was just that one peaceful shot. Just like, oh, Marvel Universe, 1962 to 2015. Yeah, I mean, exactly. And Axel Alonso had done an interview with The Verge uh, a couple weeks ago and made a whole big thing that, you know, Miles Morales will be key to this event. You know, he's featured very prominently on the cover, you know, stunning Alex Ross art. Mm -hmm. And then his appearance in Secret Wars 1 was just pretty much just him going, huh, 
<laughs> and that's how I felt. Like, whatever. I, I mean, I'm hoping that as the... I'm going to follow Secret Wars. Um, whether or not I'll like it is to be determined, but I'm going to follow it. And I've, I'm kind of hoping Miles at least does have parts outside of Ultimate End. I want to see him... I mean, I don't know. I think Hickman's a great writer, and if I have a bit of faith in him, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, it's frustrating. Part of me just wants to kind of skip to the end. Like, can we just yeah. get back to... It's almost like you have to get this out of the way. And um, mm. Yeah, along those lines, uh, part of the free comic book day offerings was a sneak peek at the all-new, all-different Avengers. So we got to see a glimpse of the new Marvel Universe and what that could look like. Mark Wade and Mahmoud Asrar bring back Miles, along with uh, his teammates, Miss Marvel, Nova, and then the old guard, uh, Captain America, the Falcon, and Vision, Iron Man, and Thor, who is still a woman. So, it, oh, so it is, a, is it Tony Iron Man, then? They didn't call him Tony. Uh, yeah, I am, it, it's it, not Tony. I'm willing to bet it's not Tony. It's interesting. I mean, there's, there's not much to say. It was only... It's, free issue and it was only the story itself was barely i think 10 pages if that yeah so it was just kind of seeing them in action there wasn't really any big plot to to kind of delve into but mm-hmm. what i enjoyed about it there were some clues i guess that kind of hints like you're reading into it trying to say all right what's the new sort of status quo so first of all you get this interesting team dynamic um so you have the kids Miles, who is confirmed as Miles, um, mm-hmm. and then Kamala and Sam, uh, or Sam Alexander to be specific. But then you get the the old guard with uh, with the other four, and so it was interesting because it was almost like, in a way, this is what all new Ultimates could or should have been in terms mm-hmm. of younger heroes who were still kind of getting the hang of it, partnered with the <clears throat> excuse me the partnered with the old guard, who kind of know the ropes and and show them how it works. And so Captain America's in charge. Is that Iron Man? I don't think so. There's like a reference to, we don't have Stark money anymore. Yeah. I saw that as well. You know, and there's a hint about, you know, something has happened to Steve Rogers that Sam Wilson does not want to talk about it. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. And I think (laughs) the other interesting thing was, I don't know if Miles is technically Spider-Man. I mean, there was like the speculation we had where it might be Scarlet Spider, but I don't think it's that big of a deal. But a lot of people are are saying like, oh, how can there be two people called Spider-Man in one universe? So, I mean, I guess Marvel might be addressing that. I mean, from what it looks like, they don't don't have a name yet and they're just going to try to address him as vaguely as possible until they sort it out. Black Spider. (laughs) Well, he's got the nicknames. They call him Webhead. They call him Webhead and Spidey. Yeah. You know, he might not be Spider-Man. Well, we'll just wait and see. But... Mm-hmm. Overall, it seems promising. Like I'm, I'm ready to read more. It's a lot lighter than Hickman's Avengers. Hickman's Avengers, which I enjoyed, but there's no denying it's really heavy stuff. Oh yeah. And I think I'm just ready for a fun Avengers book. And this looks like it'll, it'll bring that quite a bit. I don't, you know, we talked about. I don't know how much they'll get into. Miles is not the star of the show, but I, I think we'll see some great character development for him mm-hmm. and the others and I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be it'll be fun. I had yet to see Miles on like, on a team look really good, but like you said it looks promising. Like I liked what I saw in this issue. Kyle, you had nothing to do with this, right? No, cuz you know <laughs> I don't do free comic book day cuz I'm even for free comics I can't be bothered to move. Saturday morning I'm lazy. When it, when I eventually read it it'll probably 
still end up being part of stupid title Avengers number one. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not looking forward to having to call it that title. Oh, okay? no, I agree. But Mark Wade is something that I can get behind mm-hmm. just about any day of the week. So I look forward to being able to actually reading an Avengers book because I haven't done that in like two years at yeah. this point. No, I, I hear you. And, you know, the Marvel and the other publishers, they will release the free comic book day stuff digitally uh, in a couple weeks. I think they give it a little time for the stores to, to clear out, but then it'll show up on Comixology, so you can check it out then. And our friends Married with Sea Monsters are back with a new Mary Jane song inspired by a certain cat, some murder face. I have not listened to it yet. I saw it on Twitter, and I, I really want to listen to it. Have you guys listened to it? Let's take a listen now. Playing us into Spider-Gwen 4, let's catch up with Miss Stacy. So with Spider-Gwen, we previously saw her in the last shot in Peter's room. She had just defeated the Vulture. She just had her identity revealed to the Punisher. Um, Lots of stuff happened. It was a crazy, heavy book. And this book kind of, it ties everything up nicely. And I I, I honestly, like to start off the bat, I really liked this issue. Even though Spider-Gwen as a, or Spider-Woman was very minimal in it, I really liked that there was a lot of character development for just Gwen. Um, I thought this was a really cool emotional book and it just it slowed things down after things were really picking up for the past three issues the solicitation was kind of building the hype like oh you know now we're going to see Ben and May Parker and you're expecting this whole intense emotional confrontation like this is where it's all going to come out and blah 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 and (laughs) it wasn't that at all it was actually surprisingly sweet I mean I didn't see it taking this direction the previous couple of issues I was enjoying it, but I don't know if you guys felt the same way. It did seem a little all over the place. Mm-hmm. And usually when you're reading kind of a, when you're reading arcs, you know, I, I, it's, my experience has been more often than not, unfortunately, like you'll have this great slow build and then maybe it'll stumble a little bit at the ending. Yeah. And this was almost the opposite. I'm not saying it stumbled, but it, like I said, it was a little frantic, a little kind of shifting in tone. She's hallucinating. She's not. Their band is breaking up. There's all, all this stuff happening, fighting with the Punisher and blah, blah, blah. But then it all comes together really nicely and ties together all these themes and took a new twist. I mean, we talked about it before. All the characters kind of go through their own version of great power and great responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I liked how they used the graffiti tag that the Yancey Street gang was doing, the whole who's responsible. Yeah. Like, what do you mean by that? It's like, I don't know. I'm just asking questions. And Gwen finds her own meaning in that after the conversation with, with the Parkers. I like the intro a lot, just like with the Yancey Street gang. Um, just to get like, I don't, like it was just kind of like a typical like teenagers are up to no good and 
somebody stops them. But I think I, I liked it at the, at the end that like Gwen talked to them and was just. I think she just kind of understood them a little bit better. Like she saw where they were coming from with all of this, and and I liked that. I liked that it wasn't just painted as like oh t- generic people doing generic wrong things. Like there's a reason why they're going around and tagging the city, which was it was nice that. That they had a reason. It was nice that that uh, Gwen saw that reason. Yeah, and full credit to Latour too for really just capturing younger voices like that. Because Gwen, she's older than them, but not that much. So mm-hmm. it's that weird space. Like you want to kind of take charge, and she's even laughing at herself. Like God, I sound like my dad, you know. And so she's like, yeah. But then when they call her out, like you're a sellout. Like wait, what? And then like, she takes that really <laughs> personally. You know? That just felt very believable, the, that whole interaction. For sure. And Rodriguez doing cool stuff, too. I'd mentioned it last time, like with the mask and the, the expressions. So when she gets, you know, hit in the face with the paint, that just it looks ridiculous. You know, you're running around with a white outfit like Moon Knight. You know, it's going to get dirty. And so just oh, yeah. horrible yellow splotch across the face. And so the eyes are really evocative. Like they're squinting. She's upset. And then when they suggest that she might be sleeping with Captain Stacy, just, she's just horrified, you know, and that range of expressions is great for just a solid white mask. He's getting a lot out of it. I love it. For sure. He also does some interesting things. I don't know if you noticed, if you felt this way, what did you think of Gwen's appearance when she goes to the Parker's house? It reminded me like a little bit of uh, ultimate Gwen, just the way she dresses. Um, Just in like something like, like not entirely, but uh, just like, it's different. Like it's a, I guess, an homage to how she was, bef- like in six one six, but a twist on it, which is, I, I mean, I liked it. I like how she looks. I liked it too. I just saw her as looking really young. Like all of a sudden, she de-aged. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I can see that. You know, just the outfit and her face, and she almost looks like a child. You know, instead of a teenager in her early twenties. You know, she looks like like 12 here yeah and i i think part of that is is ben just his physique he's such a huge guy and i was trying to also read into not read into i was trying i was also trying to figure out the dynamic there because she looks really uncomfortable and i don't Mm -hmm. know if that's because she's nervous about the whole connection with peter and her secret there or if that there's another side to ben that you know is he really a gentle giant or does he have like a temper or anything like that? Mm-hmm. Don't um, you dare. Don't you dare try and ruin this man for me. Right? <laughs> don't you dare put that evil seed out there. Oh no. Right? But I'm just... so, now, so if I end up reading issue six, right. And Latour has done this. I'm going to assume that he's read, heard this episode and you've done this and given him this evil <laughs> idea because i'm not letting you ruin this lovely man that is benjamin parker no right? why can we not have an alive ben parker who's a good person I, what kyle, is wrong with it what is wrong with the multiverse kyle this this universe may this is a universe where matt murdoch is the kingpin exactly so it's balanced out so give me nice one if i have to think <laughs> matt murdoch being evil you then have- i should be allowed a, a nice ben parker you have Aunt May being a champion for Spider Woman. Oh. Yeah, nothing They're makes sense. Family. No, it's, it makes perfect sense. It's a perfect world, this world with, with no Peter Parker. Even better. <laughs> I, I think we've had enough of the of the Ben stays alive and then turns out to be a jerk. <laughs> like we've seen that in so many multiverse interpretations. That if this happens, like 
I am so fond of this Uncle Ben. Like, he's just, like, so purely good that if I, like, if there's a sudden turn and, like, he, like, beats Aunt May or something, I'm going to be so furious. Because when, when I was reading it, I was just hearing um, the Martin Sheen. It is Martin Sheen from The Amazing Spider-Man. Yes, sir. Mm. Yes, that one. I was just hearing his voice saying all the lines. I was like, oh, this is great. This is the Uncle Ben I want. <laughs> Give me a <laughs> hug, big guy. <laughs> I love another list of the Gwen nicknames. So it's like Gwen's Day, and now she's Gwenny the Pooh. And <laughs> just, yeah. keep, just keep that going. I liked the mug. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, this issue hints a lot that um, that the Parkers and the Stacys were really close. I mean, like like just the way Ben like kind of welcomes her in, like it kind of gives off the vibe that they were childhood friends. Like there wasn't just like a, oh we met in high school thing. Like it appears like they've known each other for a long time. Because they've got like mugs set out for her. He welcomes her with open arms, like he's known her for years. Like, what did you think of Aunt May? I like the conversation that she has with Gwen. Um, it's one of I'm trying to think. It's what it's the moment that I think all superheroes have really in their early days. But it's one that we that the Spider-Man ones get more are more fond of. We're more fond of and will repeat to other people mm-hmm. to where they kind of have that where they're like oh everything woe is me it's a typical woe is me i'm to blame for all of this right yeah and even like we were mentioning before how before the episode about how you can't judge somebody on something that they said in the past and people develop they might one way after something happens they might feel one way but once they've sat on it, they've learned that, you know, I may be looking for an excuse or something like that. And it's just more of a development of people. Right. Yeah. If you get what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. So it's only natural that in in, in the moment, of course, you're going to blame Spider. You're going to blame Spider-Woman for Peter's death because she's just lost a nephew. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a natural reaction. But I think the more cliche reaction would to be hold it and then we get the evil villain. We get a Batman villain where she's now going to declare war on the Spider-Woman and we'll take her down through nefarious plots and be twirling a fictional mustache going <laughs> as, as the Oh, I got the chills, going. Kyle. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but this is like the testament to the great relationship that a lot of the Peter Parkers have with Aunt May and Uncle Ben, and it's one of the things that this, regardless of the universe, I is one of the key things that I like to stay the same. Mm-hmm. Because then, if it isn't, then it's not really Spider Man, and even if it's not really Spider, even if she's not really Gwen's aunt and uncle, mm-hmm. they still have a figure, uh, have a key point in their in their in her life, so you can still kind of channel that in even in even her relationship with her own dad is is in that moment isn't like at the best terms because he's not too thrilled about being spider woman yeah well it's nice to have the one that doesn't know at all i think you're spot on especially with the sort of woe is me and the wronged victim and and that's that's a really good point and full credit to latour for not going that route because may is grieving the loss of her nephew but it's a rare thing to have a character then turn around and admit 
that the person they lost was not perfect and was mm-hmm. not, and she goes on it's like he wasn't well that was i did not see that coming at all and i was really impressed that she could admit he had some problems you know she's maybe he was being picked you know he was being picked on and there was there was stuff going on with him and we couldn't help him and so the circumstances kind of spun out of control and i just I latched onto the Spider-Woman thing, but that's not what it is. I was believing something that I wanted to believe instead of being honest with myself. And if I looked at it, I could see that Spider-Woman was trying to do the right thing. And mm-hmm. and understanding that you have to kind of free yourself from these burdens. And that, that was so complex and kind of heavy and just, but perf- also perfectly executed. And like, that's the moment like that frees Gwen. And then she's like, she gets it. And then from there, it, it just the issue just keeps moving and you know, she's back with the band and it pays off with that beautiful full page uh, spread of the Mary Janes back together rocking out. That is a gorge. That's a poster worthy page. I love it mm-hmm. with the face of tiger on the topic of full page spreads. Before we get into this, like uh, the rest of the book, I want to talk about this one where, um, where Gwen and I on my first, like first start talking, you see the, there's like the shot of Gwen and then all of the newspaper headlines. Oh Yeah poster everywhere that was a like that was a really nice job on rodriguez's part like the splattered art all around the edges and then just killer 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 peter parker stop like all these striking like phrases everywhere and gwen's like horrified face like it looks it looks great i gotta get you gotta give full credit to uh, rika renzi and uh, clayton coles too for for really bringing that page out the colors are just oh yeah for sure intense and very moody and those letters, yeah, they just—they're very striking. It's—it's um, it's like that font impact. It just—it just punches you really hard. Mm-hmm. And those words repeated over and over. I love it. Yeah, I think it also helps with the shock of her, because it's like she knows that people aren't too fond of her, but I don't know whether she's fully aware that people are really against her like that. Because if that you just seen odd person accusing you of murder which i'm not saying is too pleasant as it is but then seeing all these other outlets hating you at once mm-hmm. yeah would only natural that would come up as a total shock yeah and i think you're right and that's i think that's what's conveyed here like it's not like those headlines actually she didn't just cut out the words peter parker and killer and all that that's what she's that's all she's seeing and processing you know it's all the different articles but that's what she's taking away of it it's a really cool way to kind of get inside a character's head Mm -hmm. this is i love this stuff i mean this is really delivering for me on the promise of edges by diverse Two. this is i think what i was waiting for I, I think it's for the most part it's probably my favorite. It's probably my favorite issue. I mean, there was like a whole bunch of like uh, like there's lots of positives in the past three, um, but there was the there was the negatives with it as well. With the past couple of issues, there was inconsistencies. There was um, and like you said, it was just really frantic, busy stuff. But I think this issue just really delivered on first of all developing both May and Gwen and just. I was like a hu- I was just a huge fan of everything this issue was doing, which is uh, interesting because like I love seeing Spider Gwen just come up and kick ass. I like seeing her as her as Spider Woman and just do her thing. But this was my favorite issue, and there was really minimal Spider Gwen, uh, Spider Woman, and more just focus on Gwen Stacy as a character. And just going forward, it's gonna help the book. Like it's only gonna help the book. 
Oh, you mean for the next two issues? Yeah, For the exactly. next two issues. <laughs> <laughs> okay, like... I mean, like you said, there's plans for this character, so I wouldn't be surprised if she gets picked back up again. At least we've got, we've got something to go off of. I hope so, because then you have this closing item with, uh, who was it, DeWolf, and she's kind of getting her fellow officers in line, and then Castle shows back up <laughs> completely wrecked, you know, and cast, and got a <laughs> neck brace and everything, but he is all business, like, get back to work, and it's not over yet. So, but anyway, I'm intrigued about the uh, the next issue. It's in French, Noor. I don't know if that's something you want to take for us, or... Uh, well, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, I'll go out on a limb and I'll say this word that looks vaguely like vengeance means vengeance. <laughs> no, it's the vengeance of the black cat. Yes. That's my, <laughs> that's what my very limited, uh, schooling in French has taught me. Canada. That's, I suppose, in consideration, people. He's Canadian. He only genuinely cares about French. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everyone else learns it because they're bitter that they're that they're saying their culture is dying. That everyone else has to learn it, and I'm like, but mm, uh, like, it's it's a mess. But there's always poutine. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they've given us poutine, so I think that's a fair trade-off. Fair we trade-off. get poutine, but we have to learn their language. Learn so. a few words. I'm just I'm not bothered to remember half of it. Yeah, right. I, mean, I took I took French for five years, five years of schooling French. Sound any better, you know. <laughs> I took it for five years, and I I like I can go back and I can maybe say hi, how are you, and like chicken. <laughs> like how and how old are you? How how long ago was this? You could get pretty far oh, with God. those those hand, that handful of phrases though. <laughs> yeah, right. I can go to a fast food place and at the very least get lunch. <laughs> but uh, honestly, and I have not taken a French class in about four years now, so. <sighs> Simply not enough. Forgive me for being... At least, my, at least in my defense, I've not done Spanish for six years. By choice, though. By choice. Yeah. Well, six years. God, I feel old now. <laughs> I have no segue to get back to the scoring. <laughs> Score! Score! Goal! Kyle has the Manchester United game on in the background. <laughs> I think you just jinxed it because we might give away a free kick now. Thanks a lot for that. I know. In a public store. Um, so, yeah. Scores. Everyone loves scores. What will you? What shall thou give it, Nor? Um, I'm going to go with a 9.5 because nothing's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> as, a, as, in, uh, as an homage to Brian's son. <laughs> <laughs> Who I think was homaging Kyle. <laughs> Everyone wants it. Yeah, basically. It's Everyone a double homage. Yeah. <laughs> it all all roads lead back to Kyle. <laughs> He's oh. our glory, the glorious one. Okay. What did I just tell you, Brian? <laughs> did they, get, they got the kick? Squad, it's 1 1. <laughs> this is Brian's fault. <laughs> All right, then I'll, I'll use that score of one and take it away from my perfect score. I will give this a nine. This was really solid. <laughs> I, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Honestly, it was an enjoyable issue. It had surprises. I did not see that response that May had about Peter. I did not, or the revelation, I should say, about Peter. I did not see that coming at all. I did not see May's honesty about that coming. It was really impressive stuff. Some great character development for Gwen. And like you were saying, like, I, Nora, like it's great to see Spider-Woman get out there and do her thing, but 
you know, we, we saw that up front with the vulture fight. It was a fight. She didn't do very well, you know, whatever. But this is the stuff that keeps me reading. Um, I'm more interested in this right now than more action scenes. For sure. And so, uh, you know, that's not to say that the ones in the series haven't been well executed. They've been great. But this really did some great stuff and some with the visuals, some real treats, especially with those full page spreads. So yeah, I'm going to give it a nine. Um, anything less than perfect is strictly my apology to Kyle for costing Manchester United a goal. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to give it a nine five. It's my favorite issue of the series. It's whether it's better than the zero issue. That was edge of spider verse number two. Eh, doesn't matter. They're both amazing. I love mm-hmm. this one for the reasons that I said. If Jason Latour decides to make Ben Parker a in any way horrible person, I shall decrease the score of this issue down to a four <laughs> because I'm not living in the world and I will give subsequent <laughs> issues fours as punishment for that decision. So, 9.5 with an asterisk right above it. Yeah, it's a contingency. The, there you go. <laughs> So, Lato, if you want me to continue praising your series, if you don't want to be to blame, if you don't want to have Rodriguez, um, Renzi, or Carl's just hating you for it, do not make Ben Parker evil. There you go. The gauntlet has been thrown. Because <laughs> I have enough say on Twitter, yeah. right? <laughs> and this show, for the millions of people and the millions that check out my Twitter Count on a daily basis, I have that power. So you uh, don't where, want to mess with me. Where can we find you on Twitter, Kyle? At just Kyle MC. Follow me. <laughs> and you know, if there was a picture you'd see me smiling, thumbs up and a little glint on my teeth. Ding. <laughs> so yeah. Picture perfect. Best issue yet. Can't wait for more. And if um if Ben Parker does end up being evil, we can have a point one episode of Kyle just screaming for thirty minutes. <laughs> That's pretty Eight much, minutes, that's so pretty much the outtakes now. from this show, I think. <laughs> now it's time to open the Ultimate Spin mailbag. We love hearing from you. Visit ultimatespinpodcast.com to drop us a line or hit us up on Twitter at The Ultimate Spin or on our Facebook page at Ultimate Spin Podcast and we'll share your comments on the show. We heard from a number of you regarding your take on Miles Morales' farewell issue with number 12, and it seems like we were uh, on the same page for the most part, but we got a couple of messages on Twitter. We heard from Fatboy and Captain Llama, a little disappointed, felt so rushed, not the send-off he deserved from his own book. Imu Abdi, loved seeing Jonathan Hickman getting arrested. Uh, Secret Wars and Ultimate End are, in fact, all his fault. And over in Reddit, uh, some guy, 1888, personally didn't like it. Felt rushed, likely due to Secret Wars. Um, Was not thrilled with the supernova-esque power, which is pretty much the ultimate deus ex machina. That's not even close to explain. So no explanation on that. No explanation on the Spider Twins. No characterization for Kate Bishop. And then the ultimates appear and are of no use as Miles takes down Hydra by himself, which all happens off screen (laughs) anyway. So, yeah, um, it was not quite what we were hoping for. I think we're still kind of shaking it off a little bit. But onward and upward, we'll see what happens with Ultimate End. And then we've got an email from a regular listener, Aaron Griffiths. He says, Good day, guys. Miles will eventually end up in the new Avengers book post-Secret Wars. Ultimate End, which will likely feature Miles, is involved in Secret Wars. 
Why should I care about Ultimate End, considering my main draw to the book clearly survives? Yes, I understand the story of how Miles gets to the Avengers and who follows him would be very interesting, but considering this is an event designed to be a soft reboot of Marvel Comics in order to attract more readers, I failed to see why I couldn't just drop all comics in general and pick up again at the new starting point post-Secret Wars. I did not read DC Comics until New 52 and did not feel as though I suffered with any part of the story despite some history being carried over. It's worth mentioning that I will be reading... But the idea of dropping it all and restarting post-Secret Wars was considered for a great length of time. Also, I greatly enjoyed Dan Gavazin's appearance on the podcast. He certainly added to what is already a very knowledgeable cast and certainly makes up for Nor's slow uptake on some details, such some such as hidden features in comic covers. You guys, oh. are, you guys are not going <laughs> to let that go, as I Shots can see. Shots fired. <laughs> I've got my sights on you, Aaron. <laughs> anyway, like I always say, I really enjoy the podcast and feel a sense of pride seeing it grow better and better. And yeah. thanks so much for that, Aaron. Thank you. <laughs> yes, thank you. And and for the jab at Noor, too. That's always... <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we share a lot of the same sentiments in terms of Secret Wars that we were just talking about it before, or no, like on the, on the show, where there's like... It, it, you just kind of want to skip to the end. And I, we talked about this last episode as well with Dan, where it's a lot of these events, you don't really care about what happens in them. You just want to see what's like, what's the Marvel Universe like at the end? Because every one of these events is, oh, shake up in the Marvel Universe. We had Original Sin last year, another lackluster, big Marvel Universe shake up event. And I mean, I guess Secret Wars is being advertised as much bigger. It's apparently, supposedly the biggest event in Marvel Comics history. But, um, yeah, like I, we, I think we all agree that it's there's just a lot of temptation to just not read it and just pick up right when all new, all different Avengers starts and once this whole new universe is established. Yeah, and we'll we'll take a look at Ultimate End and you know Secret Wars. I don't know. I honestly don't know what there will be to say about it. So I, I don't think we'll be doing full on reviews. Um, and I believe Kyle, you've just refused to read it on principle. Um, yeah, pretty much. I just yeah. don't. <laughs> so I legitimately don't care about Secret Wars. Yeah, so I I, I would not uh, look forward to to reviews from us on that. But you know, if there's anything interesting that comes up, yeah, we'll we'll talk about it. But for sure, you know, he's supposedly a major character involved in it. I haven't. I you know I after seeing how he played out in Spider Verse or didn't play out, you know, he was a gag at that at that point. So yeah. We know he's coming through. Um, it looks like there's some promise for him with the Avengers. That could be a fun book. But yeah, I I agree. I I, I think we all agree with you. And like, what? Who cares? <laughs> In some ways, like if it, if he's gonna be all right, I think it's all good. Uh, but also, uh, on a positive note, I missed nothing on Spider Gwen number four. I, I, that's what you think. I you also missed Vicky Brittany last time. Oh, what do you, you look at that? Her shirt says the Mary Janes. Oh, wow. I must have missed that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to have a quick look to see if you did miss anything. Uh, man, I studied this cover. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I was like, there's nothing I'm missing this time. Wait a minute. That's Gwen on the cover. <laughs> oh, would you look at that? Those are buildings in the background. That's wild. <laughs> oh, God. You notice her mask was there too. Uh, I picked that up. Okay, <laughs> good. Just checking <laughs> that the mask was the back part of her backpack. Yeah, trust me, I could recite. I could like okay. describe <laughs> this cover to you with like if I hadn't seen it for ten years. 
studied this thing so intently. I was did amazing. You find, did you find the secret message hidden in the windows? Searches for another three years. Right, like, like, <laughs> Hang on, let me find a magnifying glass. <laughs> That's right. Anyway, Aaron, always good to hear from you. Thanks for the thanks for the email. Yeah. And we also have an email as well from Matthew Aruda. I think that's how you pronounce it. If not, oops. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad to have found the show with real and intelligent people speaking. <laughs> and this one as well. <laughs> <laughs> he's just in the pipeline. He accidentally subscribed to this one. Whoops. I think he must be thinking he's listening to something like Serial. <laughs> something like that. Um, but you've mentioned in an earlier episode whether or not to incorporate silk into your lineup. And these are his words, not mine. Please, please, please do. Her series is great and is right up there with Spider Gwen's popularity. If you haven't been reading her series, it's great. I believe I and others would love to hear you speak of her along with your intellectual views. I'm worried that he might not be listening to us or he's <laughs> got the bar views. so low. That we are intellectual. Well, hey, I'll take I'll take any compliment I can get. So thank you, <laughs> Matthew. <laughs> thank you very much, Matthew. No, we we really appreciate it. Thanks. For sure. Uh, Silk is not. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to say it's like completely off the table. I think we we talked about the reasons why we weren't into it so much, but now it's. I don't know. The, who knows what the landscape is going to look like for the next couple of months and i have heard good things about it so i'm not i don't know I, i'm not ruling it out but i'm liking it I, I finally got around to reading it uh like just i think two weeks ago uh it's a good it's a good series um really fun light art like light-hearted art's nice but like um i don't know i i mean i guess like if we all came to a consensus to review it. I mean, we know that Spider-Gwen's ending, so we have that open slot. So we're, I mean, we'll, we could see how, I mean, right now everything's just so busy because, like, Secret Wars, stuff is happening. Here, but, I'll, throw, um, I'll throw this out there. How about we wait for the first arc to wrap up and we could just do that? That's fair. What do you think, Kyle? Yeah, do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Or not? I don't know. Yeah, you sound like a kid getting like dragged yeah, to cloak fine, shopping with his mom. Who cares? Whatever. Manchester the United. Uh. The consensus is whatever. No, because after I've checked out the book, I can actually like I'm a little bit side. I, I'm like in the middle now. Like before, I was kind of like you know what? Like maybe we shouldn't cover it. But like you know, after, now that I've read it, like three issues in, I can I can see that a bit. I can like if for me personally. Like, I, for like lack of a better phrase, I, I really don't like. It's not like a, a reality altering decision. It's like if we, if you guys both wanted to cover Silk, I'd be like, yeah, let's cover Silk. And then if, like if we didn't cover Silk, I'd be like, okay, yeah, let's not cover Silk. And for the listeners, this is a real representation of it. So the consensus was always it would require Brian and Northwater to do it. Okay. Now, now, listen, 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 listen. Now, North gone. He's in the middle, so that just consensus is two to one, pretty much. It's definitely be three. Baby so, steps, baby steps, baby steps. We'll see when the art doors finish. We'll see what happens. We'll see when stuff quiets down. 
When stuff's quiets down and everything is not happening in nothing like Secret Wars. So as Matthew says, real and intelligent people speaking. You mother! <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very comforting. Did they to score know again? Real. Almost. <laughs> okay. It's comforting to know that we're real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the one real, that's the one confirmed thing that we are real. <laughs> Rest assured, Matthew, you have not made us up. We are 100% real. At least I hope so. I'm speaking for me, but. Uh, well, <laughs> so a uh, big thank you again, Matthew and Aaron and the folks that we heard from on Twitter and over at Reddit. If you want to reach us, you can drop us a line. Uh, ultimatespinpodcast.com is a way to find our contact form and links to our Twitter and Facebook pages. So, Noor, what's in the box? So, some of you guys may have heard, Marvel recently put out their own version of Loot Crate, in which you pay a subscription fee, and every, I think, two months it is, they'll send you a nice little box um, with different themes. This theme was uh, Age of Ultron. So, uh, me, being the poor spender that I am, I sign up. Uh, I come in, it was last Wednesday. There it is, Marvel Collector's Core box, waiting right for me. Um... And I was stoked. Really cool stuff. I, I enter my house the next day, and on my porch is another box. A second Marvel Collector's Core box. Uh, I checked my PayPal. I've, I wasn't charged twice. Uh, and I now have two boxes with the same stuff and nothing to do with it. And I contemplated selling it for a little bit, but I said, hey, now, I smell a contest. So, so what does the contest smell like? Uh, vaguely like cheese, but, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we all discussed it and we figured to have this what's in the box contest for this Avengers Age of Ultron collector's core box. So to enter, all you have to do is give me your credit card info and your oh, social hey, security. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> no, all you have to do to enter is drop us a line on iTunes, listen to the show, give us a review, tell us what you think. Um, and once you review us, you're entered for a chance to win it. The box includes a Funko Pop figure, six inch of Hulkbuster, a large Ultron versus Thor t-shirt, a little Captain America pin that I wear on my shirts. It's really nice. Uh, Ultron patch that you can sew onto whatever you feel like sewing onto. Um, an Ultron little vinyl figure that's adorable and to die for. And finally, a variant for Guardians Team Up number one. How are we going to verify it's the same person? Post your review, drop us a line at feedback at ultimatespinpodcast.com with a copy of that review. Just say what name you posted it under. That's how we'll keep track of it. That way we can reach you directly when it's time to give away the prize. Here's the other question. How long is this contest running for? Uh, I want to say a month. We'll give it till... Or if you want to do a month, or we can do two episodes. So we'll drop it this episode... We'll refresh the audience who's listening next episode, and then the following will announce the winner. Okay, so in the sounds good. So the next episode will also give the deadline cutoff date. Yeah, sounds good. Real and intelligent people speaking. <laughs> and yeah, so at, as an incentive, the Hulkbuster figure alone is a really awesome thing. So this whole box. It's it's free. I mean, you just gotta give me your credit card. I mean, uh, <laughs> iTunes review. iTunes, sorry, 
iTunes review, please. Thank you. It's a piece of cake. You know you want this box. We'll put pictures of, of it, and then you can For check sure. it out and see what you win. What's the score, Kyle? Still 1-1. One, one. <laughs> Keep the faith. I'm, no, no, I'm blaming you. I told you this. He's going to hold this against Brian for years. <sighs> this might be what causes the breakup of the show. You heard it here first. <laughs> if we lose this. If we lose, I'm blaming you and I'm just leaving. I'm just not Placing bets on what ends first, Ultimate Spin or Spider-Gwen? <laughs> <laughs> well, it could be over in 15 minutes, so... Before the episode even comes out, <laughs> the show could be oh, I could be done. <laughs> Wait till you see TMZ will cover this drama. Of course. <laughs> this is what the people care about. <laughs> this is what they want to hear. So let's go, true believers. Help us out with iTunes reviews and you could win a box full of sweet Marvel Age of Ultron swag. All you have to do is post a review for Ultimate Spin on iTunes and send a copy to us at feedback at ultimatespinpodcast.com to be entered in our drawing. We'll announce the winner in June. Meanwhile, the beginning of the ultimate end is just around the corner. We'll be back soon to see what all the fuss is about. Catch you then for the Ultimate Spin.